0: Yeah. Hello and welcome. I am Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis,
1: and this is Pastor Jolly John Lukumski, still in Minnesota, not for long. We'll be heading back south shortly. Uh, And this is
0: wrestling with wrestling
1: with the basics. Oh, are we are we losing you there, Matt? You kind of broke up a little bit.
0: Uh oh, well, maybe so. I mean, I I sound good now. Am I uh we're doing this wirelessly here on the yeah, internet yeah. and right now my connection looks good.
1: Okay, yeah, it sounds fine now. We must have just a little glitch there, but we're we're cooking again. I have to ask real quickly though. Last week when I asked you to look up that surprise passage in Jeremiah. Yes. Did I actually hear the riffling of pages, paper pages?
0: Yes, I I got out my Gutenberg Bible, John. <laughs> and use a real book to, to look wow. up the Bible verse. <laughs> We're not all as tech savvy as Pastor Jolly John Yeah, you, you
1: know, because Matt, I now have this thing in front of me. I just type in the Bible passage and it opens it up right there and there on my computer screen. No danger of paper cuts. <laughs> no, no problem. In the old days, let's see, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. What's the next one? <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. Well, I'm impressed. I think all of our listeners should be impressed with you too. <laughs>
0: yes, oh, going old school, John. So, going yes. Old uh, school. Yeah, real paper. Um, it's not. It's not handwritten. No, I'm not going that far back. It is. It was <laughs> printed on a press. Scrolls.
1: You're not rolling the scrolls, are you? <laughs> that's right. Okay. You did you not hear
0: complex. the rolling of scrolls, but no. the fluttering of pages. <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: All right. Well, that's so. If anyone has any doubts, he's reading right from the paper Bible because you know you never know with the fake news. I always do worry about that <laughs> that some guy's going to hack my Bible. But you don't have to worry. <laughs> (laughs) about that.
0: That's right.
1: No Bible (laughs) hacking there. Um, All right, we're in the middle of something far more serious than this, thank heavens. Uh, We were talking about faith, uh, and and last week I was addressing the fact that faith doesn't mean there's not going to be problems. In fact, just the opposite. Faith says what God says is true, and God says you will have tribulations in this world, but he also says that you will overcome these tribulations. Uh, We had this quote from Facebook, Uh, My child, you are worrying too much. Remember, there is nothing too hard for me. You may not see it, but everything will work out in the end. Have faith. Um, You pointed out, and rightfully so, that the problem is it's not faith we have faith in. (laughs) Okay? And it kind of sounds like that. Oh, If you have faith, then it'll... No, no, we have faith in the promises of God. And God says it'll work out. And therefore, even if we have some doubts... It'll still work out, right? What did that guy say? Lord, I uh, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. my unbelief. All right. Which was my other problem with that Facebook thing about this. My child, you are worrying too much. Uh, I get concerned that people worry about worrying. You know, oh, I'm worried. <laughs> so I guess I guess the Lord won't answer. He won't do what he said he's going to do. No, you silly people. <laughs> Should you worry? Absolutely not. There's no reason to worry. But don't worry about it, <laughs> okay? Because the Lord always does what he says he's going to do. In fact, if you think about it, Matt, going back to that Jeremiah passage uh, where he says, I've got plans and a hope and a future for yes. you. That was spoken to people who had totally abandoned the Lord, who had become idol worshipers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're the ones, yeah, they're being deported um, (laughs) as an act of God's judgment.
1: And and yet he still loves them and he's still going to keep his promises for them, okay? Yeah. Uh, And so thank you for that wonderful insight that it's not about our faith, but rather faith is about God who is true and keeps his promises. Now, you wanted to further pursue that. Where do you want to lead us now in terms of that that topic? So Matt? Now
0: we want to turn to Isaiah chapter 35, Isaiah chapter okay. 35. And uh, just to, again, uh, affirm what you said, John, you know, worry is not a good thing, uh, but our worry does not negate or avoid the promises of God. They remain the yeah. same, whether we worry or not. Uh, so this is one of those places in Isaiah 35 where God makes promises. So as we talk about faith being uh, a confidence in God's promises, a certainty of God's promises, this is one of those promises that we can have a certainty in. Uh, so the words of the prophet Isaiah uh first, first spoken, of course, to uh, the people of Israel, uh, the people of Judah. Uh, but certainly, um, as we'll take a look, those promises still hold true for us today too, and we'll look at that a little more in just in, in just a second. Um, so here in the book of Isaiah, there's there's a lot of bad news. Um, we talked about uh, Sennacherib last week. Uh, yeah. The next chapter is 36. It's it's headlined Sennacherib invades Judah. Ah, so I mean, okay. this is this is in the midst of, of, of judgment and of, of things that are they're happening to Judah. Uh, wake up calls from the Lord. Re- recalls to retur- calls to return to Him. But in the midst of all that we have this beautiful promise too. Uh, in the midst of a lot of bad news, you have this this glimmer of of good news, of good news. So John, if you can read for us chapter 35, uh, beginning with verses, verse 3. Let's just do verses 3 and 4.
1: Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart, "Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God, He will come and save you."
0: Yeah. So for those people that that have weak hands, uh, feeble knees, anxious hearts, here's what you say to them: You know, be strong, Uh, fear not, Uh, and then this promise again. Remember, we've been talking about how faith. Faith has a confidence in God's promises. Here's the promise. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. He will come with the recompense of God. He will come and here's the most beautiful part, save you. He will come and save you. So here's that promise. Um, I think for us today, you know, we, we listen to the news. And the, the, the thing with the news is it's almost always bad news that we hear. Um, again and again, every time we turn it on, I know some people try to just avoid the news altogether, uh, whether it's the evening news or finding news online, or whether it's one of the 24 hours a day, seven days a week uh, news uh, channels, uh, to just avoid it because it's just bad news. It's tough. And so to hear this good news in the midst of bad news, what, what a blessing for the people of Israel, but what a blessing for us today, too. Um, One of the things I wanted to to point out is the actual, the Hebrew word here, uh, it says, and for those, say to those who have an anxious heart, um, the word, the Hebrew word there literally means a hurried heart. Hmm. And I I kind of like that picture, a hurried heart. So you have this idea of someone who is, his heart is literally beating fast because of anxiety, because of worry, a hurried heart. Uh, And again, I think um, when we watch the news nowadays, our our heart, Wickens. Our pulse gets faster. We become anxious. Um, we hear about the natural disasters that surround us. Um, just, just in the past month or so, uh, the floods uh, from Hurricane Ida uh, and other sources too, uh, flooding New Orleans, flooding uh, subways, even in New York City, which I found to be unbelievable, uh, but causing even a number of deaths even there in New York. Um, Wildfires in California, three times as much land ablaze in California this year uh, than there was at this point last year. Flooding in Tennessee, flooding in in Ethiopia on the other side of the world. In fact, uh, one of our LCMS missionaries from what I understand, the Stenet family, was displaced because of the flooding. Um, And then, of course, COVID is still around, no doubt about it. So you have these sort of natural disasters, I guess you could call them. But then you also have the, the anxiety that comes from maybe man-made disasters. Uh, and probably at the top of the list for many of us still is what's happening in Afghanistan, the, the Taliban's rapid takeover of the entire nation. Um, one example I saw was the American University of Afghanistan there, uh, the, the, the flag of the Taliban now flying over it. Uh, some of the students not being able to be evacuated. Uh, I was reading an article about that, and they uh, said that the students felt abandoned and afraid, uh, wondering if someone's going to come save them, if they're going to be able to, to exit the country. Um, and I think that, that that phrase that describes those students and some of the faculty there, abandoned and afraid, um, really... Describes well the Israelites too of Isaiah's time, uh, abandoned and afraid. Um, they had a string of bad news, um, and and the people know that things aren't good. They had a number of unfaithful kings. Um, Shenacherib is coming, uh, and eventually Jerusalem is going to be uh, taken captive, and the people starved, and finally taken off into exile. That's what Jeremiah was, uh, the context in which he was writing and warning about that we just looked at earlier from Jeremiah uh, chapter uh, 29. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the the flag of the enemy is going to be flying over Jerusalem. Uh, But in the midst of all that, with anxious, hurried hearts, again, we have that that good news, finally some good news uh, that you just read earlier, John, uh, to say to those anxious, hurried hearts, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, uh, with the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Um, and, beautiful. And what,
1: what I like about that text is the, the, the word you've been emphasizing is anxious hearts. It doesn't say, oh, you have an anxious heart. So, well, I'm sorry, can't help you. When, when you finally trust me, then I'll do. No, 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 no. Uh, the anxiety is anticipated. It's part of that. Uh, God says that will happen. I, I love Paul's phrase where he talks about his restless nights. Because I know you and I, as pastors, we've had many restless nights, and I always found great comfort in the fact that, yeah, even apostles can yeah. be anxious, they can have restless nights, does not mean the Lord isn't going to take care of you. Uh, and in fact, what really tickles me about this passage, he will come and uh, the Hebrew word there, save, actually means to deliver, yeah. which is the the implication that, well, of course you got problems, <laughs> right? We Why need you? delivering. We need yeah. saving. Yeah. So naturally there will be things, and the Lord will come despite your anxiety. And like you said, strengthen the weak. And Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you've prepared for this or not. It is interesting. He says he will come with vengeance. Which doesn't seem like a good word. <laughs> yeah. Because isn't vengeance kind of mean you're going to come and even the score or do something like that? Or?
0: Well, it depends on who the vengeance is on. <laughs> ah, so yes. he. So with the vengeance comes salvation for, for the Israelites. And especially looking at uh, the next chapter, chapter 36, Sennacherib uh the, the lord does come with vengeance you know he, he he defeats Sennacherib. so in that respect there's vengeance uh on israel's enemies uh, but with that vengeance also comes the recompense and well uh, the uh not, you know the recompense on the enemies but the uh, the salvation uh, for god's people so i think that's so, one way to look at it the vengeance on the enemies surely but the that means salvation for for the people of Israel.
1: So, so all these evil forces you were talking about, uh, some of nature, some that come from the world, the flooding yes. and all that, the fires, some that come from men, uh, the horrors that are going on with the Taliban in Afghanistan. But, but essentially the Lord is saying, I'll get both of those. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but, uh, but I'm going to do it in such a way that I will bring salvation to you. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, Lynn and I were talking about this uh, this context and that God never says don't worry. I, I couldn't find and maybe I'm wrong, all right, and we got pretty sharp listeners and you're not you're not too dumb yourself, Matt.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but can you think of a passage where it never says don't worry?
0: Well, I mean certainly we have uh, those those that admonition to fear not. Uh I guess the the one that um you know, the, the cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So certainly with our anxieties, our hurried hearts, uh, we don't need to to bear those, but we have uh, a God who cares for us. Um, and I guess the other example is just the sermon on the Mount, you know, that, uh, do not worry about tomorrow, right? Cause tomorrow okay. has enough okay. worry for itself, uh, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, amen to that Jesus. Uh, so I guess those are a couple of, you know, you know uh, sort of related okay. examples
1: yeah no so thank you uh, that that passage in in uh, the uh, beatitudes about don't worry uh, about tomorrow uh, but but because you know I was thinking the business about uh, cast your anxieties again it implies that you have anxieties, mm-hmm, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. So don't don't worry about that, but turn them. Get let the Lord deal with that. And, and you know, Lynn and I were thinking too that the command fear not is different than the command worry not, because yep. because fear uh, we are told in the uh, the epistle of John is based upon punishment, right? Perfect love casts out all fear, because fear has to do with punishment. And, and that's the, the point of this text. God has a vengeance. Trust me. But the vengeance isn't going to fall upon us. It's going to fall upon the the, the devil, the world. Maybe it will fall upon us in the sense of our sinful flesh. That's probably true. We're all going to die. Wait, but you see, again, That death because of the wages of sin, that's no big deal for us because it was we talked about last week. Well, there's going to be forgiveness. There is forgiveness. There's going to be resurrection from the dead. There's going to be life everlasting. Uh, But I'll have to contemplate that business about not worrying about tomorrow. Uh, That one I'll have to think through. Uh, So maybe there is a worry but again, he almost acknowledges that we will worry, isn't he? In that verse, he's acknowledged we will. And again, he's just saying, but you don't really need to um, when you, because the Lord's going to be with you. Well, anyway.
0: No, yeah, yeah. Thank and, you. Yeah. When I think, you know, Jesus wraps up that section, you know, Matthew 6, 33, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these yeah. things will be added to you as well. So, yeah, in the midst of the worry, yeah, put, put the first things first. Uh, seek first God's kingdom. And, you know, he's going to give you everything else you need to. Um
1: yeah and thank you Matt cuz I think you're you're right that's the answer. Uh the ultimate things are there. They're promised by God. Even our worries will not deter that or stop that. Uh God might have to discipline us so that we we know that and remember that and I suppose all the trials and struggles we have are uh, an ongoing call for for repentance. Uh, but only so we'll come back to the promises and we won't be looking anywhere else other than these beautiful things like he says here to us uh, in Isaiah 35.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I want to pick up John again too on that theme of uh, salvation, deliverance. He will come and save you. He'll deliver you. You know, it seems like, you know, there's almost this, it's hardwired in us almost that we realize we need saving <laughs> in some ways. I think that's one of the reasons why in the movies it's so popular. You know, you have guys like Superman with the Cape and they, they swoop in and they save the day. Um, and you could just add to that list, all the Avengers movies and Marvel movies, <laughs> they pick up on that theme again and again of, of the saving. There's a hero who comes and saves. And it's almost as if it speaks to us. And we, we realize boy, I guess, you know, we need saving. We need something outside of us. And then, of course, God's word reveals to us the truth of that, right? That that we do need saving as imperfect people. Um, and it also reveals to us, even more importantly, where our salvation is from. And so that's the, the next neat part, I think, about um, Isaiah 35, is that it shows us where the salvation comes from, how God is going to save us. And, and we don't know that sa- Savior by what he wears. We don't know him by a cape or <laughs> things like that. Uh, but we do know him by what he does. We know who that Savior that delivers is going to be by what he does. And that's what Isaiah writes about next. So John, if you could read verses uh, 5 and uh, 6, that would be great. Then the eyes
1: of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. Okay, and
0: we could probably stop there, but but you get the idea. Yep, Um, I see where
1: you're going. We're going
0: to know the deliverer, we're going to know the Savior, not by what he looks like, but by what he does. The eyes of the blind open, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame leaping like a deer, and of course then we see... Uh, that fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Um, and we can even add to that list of the things the Savior will do uh, as we read through the Gospels. Then the sinner will be forgiven. Then the dead will be given life. Then the heavens and the earth will be made new in his return. Uh, then the abandoned and afraid will, will hear good news. And again and again, we see Jesus do the acts of that Savior, of that deliverer, uh, I I think it's kind of an Advent theme here to Isaiah. In fact, I think this Isaiah 35 is one of those readings that we hear in Advent typically uh, because the salvation's coming. Uh, It is coming. Uh, It's going to be fulfilled in Jesus. Who's going to restore and, Usher in the reign and the kingdom of God uh, he's coming and the good news is for our listeners is he, he still comes today too uh his salvation still comes we still receive the benefits of Jesus acts of deliverance uh and we receive them in his word and in his sacrament still today uh, and that's why I think that these words of Isaiah are so important for us too for us with anxious and hurried hearts, the same one who who came to open the eyes of the blind and do these acts of salvation is is still our Savior today. And we still receive those benefits today as he comes to us in word and sacrament. And as we look forward to when he's going to come again uh, to make all things right. So the the thing I want to kind of wrap up then with, John, is just this idea that because we know these things as Christians, because we know that he comes and saves, when we hear bad news in the world today, I pray that our reaction is, is different than the rest of the world around us. Yeah, we, we still might be worried. We, we pointed that out. You bet. And we should be troubled by the evil in the world. You bet. That, that's, that's okay. But as we hear that bad news, we have these promises. That's what it goes back to faith in the promises of God that He will strengthen, that He will calm anxious hearts, that He saves. And as we have opportunity to be able to to share that good news with others, that others would see a difference in us as Christians, so that when you know, inevitably the next shooting happens or the next war breaks out, uh, instead of being um, instead of being only anxious, we still have. That trust in the promises of God. There, there is a difference. And, and we know the, that, that ultimate promise of the new heavens and the new earth and all things being made right again in Jesus Christ. Uh, so as we have opportunity to, to share that with others, to be a witness to others in how we deal with and process uh, the bad news that we inevitably hear in this imperfect world.
1: And, and, and the only thing I would add to that, Matt, uh, uh, that people should understand that, that we need to be able to say in this witness, we're anxious too. Sure, but why wouldn't we be anxious? I mean, these are troubles, and these are the recompense of God. We recognize that. You you know, we're actually, we're maybe more concerned than the the people of the world are, because we understand this isn't a fluke, this isn't an accident. This is the wrath of the Lord. Absolutely. That is a real reason to be concerned. Uh, And yet, ironically, we're not concerned, because we know the promises God has made to people with anxious hearts, just like it says here. We know the promises God has made to people that are troubled, uh, that he, he loves them and he's going to give them salvation, like you said. So it's kind of ironic as Christians. I think we're probably more worried, more frightened than anybody in the world. And yet at the same time as Christians, we have no worries and no fears at all because of the promises uh, that God has made.
0: Yeah, exactly. We know the promises. I think that's what it comes down to, John. And the last, the kind of the theme of our episode last week and this week, we know the promises. Uh, but the world doesn't know those promises. It doesn't know the promise that He will come and save you, as Isaiah says. Or uh, the, the ending of Matthew's gospel that uh, he is with us always, even to the end of the age. You know, people don't know those things <laughs> unless they know the word of God, unless they uh, look to Christ. But but we do as Christians. And so as we have opportunity to let that uh, shape our witness to others. Uh, yeah, in the midst of, yeah, you're right, John. You know, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be anxious, too. We're going to lament the, the evil in this world, too. Uh, we're going to be distressed over it, too. Uh, but in, in, in our reaction and how we react to that, too, there's repentance. There's faith in the promises. And for others to, to see that in us uh, rather than just um, uh, reacting the, the way of the world uh, without any acknowledgement of God's promises in the midst of bad times.
1: And 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 you know the irony is is the people didn't believe in Jesus when he opened the eyes of the blind or he unstopped yeah. the ears yep. of the deaf, uh, but when he went and he suffered and died on the cross and rose again, uh, that's when people really really started to have faith in him. So yeah, there will be blind and there will be deaf, and God does heal them. I, I, I appreciate that, Matt. We need to realize that there's healing going on all the time, and that's all a gift of Jesus. But but the ultimate. Promise that you you keep uh, pointing out is that we know God loved us enough to die for us and rise for us, and nothing in this world would change
0: that. Yeah, yeah, and those healings too, I think, show that you know Jesus is stronger than the effects of sin. He can reverse yeah. the effects of sin, and and he does that ultimately, like you said, is dying and his rising.
1: This has been
0: wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. The basics.